That's a good band name. We've got contextual just, or vagina cake. I just thought anything's better than no name. It's what we're doing. Come and check it out. It's what we're all about. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben, and uh, Hector's not here. Um, he is in... He's, he's gone away for Thanksgiving. Um, Thank where did he God. go? <laughs> Memphis. <laughs> he went to Memphis, Tennessee with his, uh, with his family, and uh, so uh, we're going to be missing Hector, but uh, he is all well and good. So um, what did uh, Kilbillies do this weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So we played at das on friday and uh that was awesome das these days always good i don't know why but it just uh there's a vibe a vibe going there and like you know there's always people walking in from the street and everything so that's definitely one of our favorite gigs these days and then we played at double roads for my uh my and james's like birthday um like bash and it was cool loads of loads of my friends came out and uh in-laws came along and um <laughs> uh my mother-in-law made a cake that um it said uh it just said happy birthday ben and james so now james and i have been on a cake together i think that's quite a step in a relationship <laughs> to say but, um yeah so we had a really really good time at that and um things we're talking about cakes there, yeah, there was bring this, up that cake you were talking about earlier. I was talking about Thanksgiving. So, we're talking a little bit about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh yeah, we have uh, Mick and Hunter from Spread the Dove and Hi. Moonshiners. Moonshiners. Yeah, yeah. Moonshiners tonight. We yeah, got our moonshiner yeah. hats on. <laughs> Excellent. All right, yeah. But so before we get into uh, talking about the band, let's talk about this cake my mother-in-law made. So she More got interesting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she got a commission, right? Um, I don't know who commissioned it to make um like almost like a photo real vagina cake and it was just do you have a picture of it i don't have a picture of it that's something you take a picture so you of your cake yeah, and you yeah. can eat it too yeah right <laughs> now the thing about the thing about the cake was that was just wild about it is it wasn't just so it was like a it was like almost like a scientific drawing of a that had all the parts and then and then and it also had um some some men's uh effluent on it just like get, spattered get the fuck and this out is my mother-in-law so who it made has this. some special icing on the cake yeah yeah exactly yeah um i guess the clitoris though because i've been trying to find one of those for years <laughs> <laughs> i guess whoever ordered the cake i don't know why i have no idea why they wanted uh, the vagina cake but... good start here. Oh, <laughs> my God. so if you ever need a vagina cake um come to me i've got someone who'll make one for you <laughs> his mother-in-law <laughs> so uh yeah all right let's get let's get to it <laughs> let's get into yeah. it let's talk, let's talk about music yeah um hunter uh you've been on before talking about barkback but um yeah. we've, we've never had you on to uh talk about your musical upbringing and how you got how you got into music and ha so how did all that happen like were your parents supportive and when did you start playing music they hate it <laughs> they hate my music they were super supportive of it. I'm just kidding they love my music and anything I'm a part of they can't make it out much they live, live in the sticks but um, I we I grew up on it going out and doing car rides with my dad out to out west you know we'd always go out hunting and stuff like that and do you know boys trips and that now every car ride out there I think it was my dad had one tape in his car and it was right when you got to that solo section and whole lot of love and Jimi Hendrix, or not Jimi Hendrix, 
Jimmy Page. <laughs> Jimmy Page just lays into that riff on Whole Lot of Love. My dad would just crank down the volume, crank it up, and he's like, if you ever do this, you really made it. Okay, that's I awesome. learned how to play it really well, and he's like, well, can you play anything else? <laughs> 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 and then sparked my musical career into other things. But I, I got a, a big love of things from doing car rides with my dad and listening to classic rock. Hell and yeah. That's, that's when, how I got into it. When did you get your first guitar? I was 12 when I first got it. Um, I really wanted to be the next Tom DeLonge back then, but I was probably 15 when I learned how to play it. Right. And I really wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think at that point it was more Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, I've tried, that's about the same age I got a guitar, actually. I, um, I'd wanted one for a while, but my, my parents were like trying to funnel me more towards the classical instruments before that. So I was yeah. piano, and then, then I... Then I are you I, I guess privileged? My, oh, yeah. I, I guess, uh, <laughs> oh, so you're rich. <laughs> and then, you had a piano. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was very lucky. Very lucky upbringing. Yeah. Just uh, kidding. We didn't have a piano. But I, I, I wish I would have learned on that. Going back in hindsight, like I hear you can translate that to anything, though. And yeah. that's why you can play so many instruments, and I'm stuck with guitar. Well, I tell you what, piano <laughs> is very useful. If a, if a parent comes in, um, you know, and is like, what should my son or daughter play and they're quite young i almost always say we'll just start them off on piano yeah, yeah. i would 100 percent agree on that from now on Don't no start them on guitar o open the possibilities well, the problem with guitar <laughs> is and i love guitar i'm a guitarist by trade these days but i um i it, it when it comes to understanding music it's kind of opaque you know for a, for yeah. a long time when you're especially when you're younger it's difficult to it's difficult to conceptualize what the harmonies are doing and things you just sort of learn it in terms of shapes you know what i mean and then on the piano it's like literally laid out in front of you like a map so yeah learning on the piano is yeah, a lot easier i've yes. had a piano for years i still can't play the damn thing <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. i've had you play you're pretty good <laughs> you, can, you can tune a fish but you can't tune his piano <laughs> <But> <laughs> back to that though i mean i think you get pigeonholed when you learn guitar first i highly recommend the piano because you can translate it to anything transpose it to anything yeah from no, what I hear, I don't no, know yeah. if I'm using the right words. But. Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's a good instrument to learn first. I, 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 yeah, I suggest it too. Guitar was like you literally learned how to be a parrot. You're like, I want to play exactly how these people do. Piano is like you learn the fundamentals of everything that goes around music. No, totally. I man. didn't learn that till I was older. Stay in school, kids. So <laughs> it was it was guitar that was your first instrument. Then, it was, was it? and, and my last. Did you ever do anything like? <laughs> did you ever do any stuff in school? Like, were you ever part of any school stuff? Like, you know, like bands in school and stuff. I not until college. Um, I unfortunately you went to college. I went for eight years for four different things, but <laughs> <laughs> didn't finish one of them. Let's go back to middle school. I started in a very strict Catholic school, and music was the Antichrist, and we had more chapel than anything. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, I never learned how fundamental music was to everybody's well-being, um, but it's just if you would learn those things at a young age, like how you can speak to so many different musicians on a different level by knowing 
all the background of it, then I would have known more. But once yeah. I got to college and I started taking jazz classes because it was an easy A. Oh, and you drugs. did jazz classes? I did. Don't tell anybody and spread the dub that I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to challenge me. It's going to be on the internet. <laughs> Everybody's going to see it. But once once you play with jazz musicians, you realize what you learned in jazz school at community college isn't much. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I learned timing. I learned how to break down music. And I wish I'd known those things at a younger age. And I wish yeah. it was more of a core curriculum in school. In class. I, it should be. And the more I speak to i mean i don't know a huge amount about the public school system in this country i've, I've worked at like private music schools this whole time but um you know the, yeah. the, the just through speaking to other people everyone's saying you know the funding's just dropping out more and more it's really you know it's not doing that great music in schools these they're days. prisons for kids it's, well, i mean <laughs> if, if they would have told me then i hated math i was the worst math student there ever was i think i dropped out of college because of math you had to take it but if they told me then that there's so much math and music, I would have paid a lot more attention in math because how you break music apart is by math and yeah. numbers. And it's just like, shit. <laughs> they, didn't, well, they didn't appeal to me on my level then. but That's also well, why we play reggae and country. We can oh, only yeah, count to four. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got. Again, that's why we translate that's so we well got. from reggae to country. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mick um, – Years ago, we did this part of the podcast, but it was one of our first ones, and um, and uh, I, I reckon it bears repeating. How did you find yourself getting into music and stuff? Uh, well, my dad, he didn't. It wasn't. It was kind of the same. I would ride around in the car, but he, he was just a big Linda Ronstadt and Barry Manilow fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, I got into music. Uh, well, my dad and my mom. My mom would play reggae stuff in the car. And that was where I, I found, like, Bob Marley. And when I was, like, you know, five or six, I remember riding around in the little Honda Civic. Yeah. My mom did the same thing. On she tape, was into Bob Marley, too. Yeah. On tape. She had Legend on tape and blast that shit everywhere. Yeah, and then yeah. my dad would, you know, the stereotypical dad shit, man. I mean, it was Led Zeppelin, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Did he do the Dire Straits thing? Is that eighties dad? No, he wasn't. Yeah, no, no. What, he I want my MTV song. Uh, yeah, okay. my, my dad, my mum and dad, were, but my they, they were like Eurythmics and Dire Straits. Oh shit! That no, that would like have been that would have been nice. Luck, <laughs> luckily, I found Bob through like our Bahamas trips, and they were all playing Legends and stuff back in the day through there. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. You know, that's one of the people. Bob Marley, is it's like he's like the Beatles. It's like it's just ubiquitous. It's almost like someone asked me if I. If like I was a Bob Marley fan, if I liked Bob Marley, and I was like, well, I don't even know at this point. It's just like a part of yeah, who yeah. I am. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's got it's gone so far beyond being a fan of him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. Yeah, because yeah. that's what taught me reggae. And then I remember like starting it out like we were all in the punk back in the days in the nineties. Like punk was a big thing. Ska was a big thing because Ska got introduced probably to the States through Bob Marley and yeah. stuff like that from their earlier roots. Ska before reggae. Look it up, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's how I got into the mix. Um, and just local bands around here and the reggae scene and stuff with Box Alder and stuff back then. And that's yeah, nice. where I was like... Oh, you grew up on hard rock and stuff, but like you really had to like you're living in South Florida. There was a lot of reggae bands going on, and you knew that background from the early Bob Marley stuff. Yeah, and then local bands doing their take on it. Yeah, and then we all got Sublime, and then we all got slightly stupid, unfortunately. And I'm mm -hmm. just kidding. <laughs> no, Sublime, so, so definitely though. I remember our, our drummer actually Ryan. Uh, I used to go to middle school with him. 
back in the day, we used to ride the bus together. Yeah. So one of my earliest memories of like really digging some music was uh, 40 Ounces of Freedom on that little portable CD players. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. hit a bump and it would had skip. That, the good album. Me and him would listen to that shit in the back of the bus and sing the song super loud. Yeah, man. Bother everybody else in the back of the bus. But that was like the first, like, oh yeah, this shit is dope, man. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to, like, I want to, I want to play this. Like, I want to, like, I've always had that dream of like standing on stage, playing that kind of music, and watching a crowd dance to it. That was like my goal, you know, for a long time. I remember that there was a summer that was just the sublime summer. It yeah. was for me. I think it was, it was like ninety. The summer of like '94, I think, or five. I remember too. It's like right was on high school, but it was literally when he's talking about Ryan, our drummer. Now yeah. I used to go my first shows in in the area and the scene. We're going to see Cerveza back in the day, which is Ryan Cross's our drummer's old band. Yeah, and Nick Carazas was in the band, and okay. a couple other Kevin Kapanik was in that band too. But Holy we, shit! Really? We were watching ska God bands damn. playing gymnasiums, and I remember buying my first like. Five nug for like fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a parking lot in the gymnasium. Oh, shit. oh my god! Do you remember those... like what is this fast reggae stuff? This oh. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching them. Remember the old palace, the skate rink that was over yeah. there by on Lantana yeah. in Congress. That's where I saw them play first for the yeah. first time, and I was like, "Yo, this is." Sick. Oh, they play anyway, yeah. and so will we these days. A skate but... rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, I found out about Scar from. Um, I, I mean, I knew it was obviously sublime and stuff, but then that was just part of the milieu of kind of like popular alternative stuff that I listened to when I was a teenager. But then, and, and I always liked the, those huge punk bands, you know, Green Day and Rancid and Whoa, stuff like that. How about Tony Hawk Pro Skater doing that Superman? Too. Yeah. Uh. But then when I met, it was when Dude, I met yeah. Barney Boom um, from Sonic Boom 6 that he really showed me the... The, like he just plugged me into that vein of like American scar, you know, yeah. and, and I, I'd already I already knew about you know two tone and everything because it's from You're England. You're lucky but you grew up on that first. Yeah. I got that second. Yeah. So I got third wave first, and and then two tone was next for me. Yeah, it it wasn't that I didn't know it existed that that, that all of the scar that was over here. It's just that I didn't have the right ears for it. I I I wasn't. I was I was I'd never like. I didn't go to like a proper rock show till I was like, I went to big ones, like festivaly type ones, but I didn't go to a proper like small rock show till I was like 18, I think, 17, really? 18. What was your first show? Um, my first show was Radiohead, but that was one of these big ones. A lot cooler than mine. And what was yours? Heard? In sync. Oh, <laughs> no way. I swear to God, Lance didn't even make it. He had a health issue oh or something God. like that. Everybody was upset about it. Did was you, was, was it you that wanted to go to that? Oh, I went for a check. It was my first date. I was 12. <laughs> no, I was six. Uh, no, that was a hell of a first date. Take her to NSYNC. Just kidding. My mom took me with her friend, and she, that was the daughter my mom always wow. wanted. What was your first show, mate? Uh, James Brown. God damn it. <sighs> James Brown was my first show at uh, the Delray Tennis Center. Wow. I was, I think, nine, nine or ten. Uh, but I remember that. That's like one of the few sh- I've seen thousands of shows, and sure. that's like the only one. Not including that I could, yeah, not well, and mostly ours. Uh, <laughs> that's the one I could really, I could like remember everything about that show. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. That James Brown. James Brown that's that's the best answer. To that what was your, what was the first, um, what was the first record that you bought with your own money, like tape or CD? Or? Dookie. Yeah. Okay. So mine was Use Your Illusion One. I think. 
My brothers was uh, Guns N' Roses, um, and then my brothers was Bad by Michael Jackson. Oh right? well, that's damn it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a shame by, by everything, but you know, yeah, hey. yeah it is a killer album. Hey, Mine was a Marshall Mathers LP. So oh, <laughs> there you go. damn, that's a good one. I bought. I remember buying Dookie. My mom bought me Offspring. That was a cool one. Really? Oh yeah, Americana. Um, that was a good one. I bought Dookie, and my mom took it away immediately after she read the liner notes. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> she was wondering, like, you know, look Do- at the lyrics. Dookie ca- came out, I think. Yeah, because this my I think my first tape was um, I was like I was like I guess nine or something like that and dookie came out quite a lot after that but i did buy that too i bought that on cd yeah, yeah. i will say my first tape though coolest story ever way cooler than in sync better be no <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm riding down the streets and somebody's throwing away all their shit and it's a bunch of it's a i find a box you know a trash score and i look at the box some guns and roses things like that but i find nirvana's never mind and it was the first cassette i had ever had and i plug it in i was like First time I'd ever heard Smell Like Teen Spirit. I was like, what is this? Yeah, and I was just yeah. like finding a tape in the trash and then plugging it into your own boombox back in the day and like listening to this and being blown away. I'd never heard them on the radio. I'd never heard of anywhere than that. And oh, my like, God. Talk about boomboxes, right? Um, you know, I had to go, <laughs> you know, I had to go we through We got the, good stories about that one. <laughs> yeah. You had to go through that absolute nightmare trying to find a boombox for the video I was making. Hard to come by. So you should have looked in the trash. Last, last, week, <laughs> yeah. James's, last week, James's brother sends me this... Um, sends me this message and, and it just goes I don't suppose you're looking for a boombox this is like a 1980s like perfect condition like spectacular yeah. boombox of course it happens like a month after and you know. if you weren't so quick to get music videos out you would have <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it like us wait 10 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so yeah in case uh, in case you, you haven't heard about it um, all of us three guys are on a, a project that I'm putting together called Nina's Yard Party which is like a it's it's just a scar collab album with um anyone I could persuade to be on it really like all my fr- my scar friends didn't take much persuasion but <laughs> it sounds really good nice one man everything yeah. I've heard so far and then it's based around the dog exactly mm-hmm. you know I I couldn't help feeling a little bit fraudulent like I it didn't occur to me but then as soon as I made the logo I was like oh yeah this is kind of like <laughs> we'll do anything that involves ducks. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Why don't we talk a little bit about Barkback? How did Barkback go this year? Well, dude, it was incredible. It was our best year yet. It was Fantastic. awesome. See that every year, and it it's awesome. the truth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We don't go over how much we raised anymore because it just keeps getting better and better. Excellent. And we hate to brag, but we've. Yeah, we don't want to be braggarts. Hate to brag, we, but we don't want to brag about how we're much money all... we raised to save homeless dogs. We're, we're, we're doing really good with that. And we got 15 dogs adopted. Yeah. 16. 16. We will brag about that. 16 dogs were 16 adopted. 16 dogs this year. adopted. That's this year. a lot of dogs. That's a lot of dogs that aren't in the shelter dogs. anymore. I have a hard enough time with one, but yeah. 16 of them found new homes this dogs. year. Not, Every dog. Not yeah, that much. day at the event, but throughout the year, we continuously do work to find dogs' homes. Every Yeah, yeah every day man. we're trying to, you know, that we get messages all the time from people. Um, it's not just like a one day event. It's we're yeah. we're at it all year. You yeah, know? that, no, that I'm, I'm day really I think like we had ten. I, all I, the I dogs love what there. you do with that, and I've always been super impressed by it. You know, to the point where I I got a tattoo of it. You know, yeah, back, back we all did, dead, man. Yeah, you got yeah, yours on yeah. this arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know that? I didn't even know. Mine's that. on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I know where everybody's is. We all got one. He's got his on his leg. 
Put your, put your leg above your Pull head. Pull that gam up here on the table. Uh, I can't do it. I'm too old. I guess I wear such tight jeans. I stopped doing that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone tells me yeah. that. I think I'm going to have to start listening to this. Yeah. Oh, you remember that meme with the dog standing up and it had like the really, really skinny jeans yeah. on it? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody That's... after 30 wearing skinny yeah. jeans? Yeah. I just got married. Somebody started feeding me and I just had to get rid of them all. Oh, <laughs> But um, but no, I mean anything throughout the year we can do to help dogs. I mean everybody's got their give back and their their way to give back to the community. Like you do so much through the live music community and stuff like that. It's just like you got that covered. You're taking care of the kids and you're, you're getting taking the care next, of the humans. You're we'll getting the, the next dogs. generation of rock stars and you're building yeah. them bigger and stronger than we've ever been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, our thing is dogs, you know? We, yeah, man. They they like us. Kids like you, dogs like us. No, yeah. <laughs> Respect. I think, it's, I think you're doing a wonderful thing with all of that. Thank you. And, um, yeah, like, you know, it, playing it's always fun because you get to, like, see the just, I don't know, it's just a fun day to be a part of because it's got good energy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's good, good energy all day. Yeah, yeah, for real. So, um, all right, let's talk about Moonshiners. How did the um, how did the band come about? Uh, well, we were doing um, duos uh, sometimes when we were heavy playing spread, you know, spread shows. We would play. Kevin and I would do a duo every once in a while, or we'd do a, a trio. And we started like jokingly putting in country songs into our acoustic reggae sets. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because just I kind of remember that period. Yeah, because well, we like we were doing, we were doing. I'd be there for them sometimes, but we were doing Bradley's for the Monday Night Reggae, which is a great thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was doing so good that the venue gets. You know, they're like, oh, if you can do this on a Monday, let's see what you can do on a Sunday. So yeah. they had you guys on Sunday, yeah. too. And then it came uh, to the point okay. where it's like, it was too much. It was we don't want to do the same thing Sunday as we do Monday. So then you're like, well, hey, I got some country songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we started putting in some country stuff. And then we're like, well, you know what? This, this sounds pretty good, man. I mean, like, why don't we, why don't we just, like, try to actually do this shit for real? It just kind of clicked one day. It's like, oh, your parents made you listen to old country, too? All yeah, right. perfect. How do I know how to play this? And yeah. it's just like... Start doing Johnny Cash songs and, you know, like older country stuff that it's all nobody really the same wants things. to hear. It, yeah. it all comes from the blues. It all comes from, you know, times of struggle, whether it was in Jamaica, whether it was in Memphis. You know, yeah. it's just like people all relate on that scale of music and the timing might be different. You know, the, yeah. the rhythm might be different, but it's all based around the same structure. So we never really had a f official rehearsal for the band, but mm, we all knew no. the songs. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, basically, it's we're from Florida, so it's like the perfect mix of country and, yeah. and yeah. island, island uh, you know, we're a little bit vibe. Yeah, but luckily, like, <laughs> luckily, you guys have got that kind of punk edge, too, which stops it from being like Jimmy Buffett, you know? Uh, yeah, no offense to Jimmy Buffett fans. No, I mean, we, lo oh, yeah, we love Jimmy Buffett. We love Jesus, Jimmy Buffett. you're not from here, man. We're, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get a shot out here. Oh, yeah. God. We're playing Key West this weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I had the green pair, but they don't like him that much. Yeah, uh, no, don't well. get me wrong. I think Jimmy Buffett was a wonderful man, and, and you know, there's a, and he's like the patron saint of Florida. I yeah. Certainly got no, I've certainly got no. <laughs> I know what you're trying him. to say. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's like that cheesy element, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah. But no, that, he's not uh, cheesy. That, <laughs> but that's where, like, it's a hard line to try to find where you don't cut into the cheese playing around here. It's, yeah, it's poolside. Like, we call it poolside. Okay. We, we try to avoid the pools. Yeah, we try to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just I like, it. we've always grown up in the roots of things. 
You know, yeah. like the roots of country, the roots of reggae. Yeah. We're not trying to play the stuff that's been the American. We hate top 40 anything. It's yeah, true. Because we don't know how to play. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we try to not be the typical. The Jason like, Aldeans or whatever the hell. You know, yeah, all yeah, yeah you can't try that in a small town. No. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what you did. <laughs> but anyways, it, it's just like you try to you try to go against the mold and like show people where it all started. People forget where the roots of things came from. Yeah, yeah. things get so polished and so composed, and it's just like so. You know, once once the record companies get involved, you lose the soul of where yeah. the music came from with every kind of genre. Plus, we're also doing like our own bastardized version of the, these songs. Like if we're doing right, and most of the people that wrote these songs were probably bastards because yeah, they well, came from soul. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Just like we we do a thing like we did this with Spread for a long time. Is like, you know, we say say we want to do a cover. You know, like we did um we did a Radiohead song. We did you know things right. early on back in the day. And, like, instead of, like, sitting down and listening to the song and really learning how to play it, like, listening to it and going, all right, this part goes here, this is what he's saying, and this, in this verse, all that shit, we just, like... Jammed it out. Kind of just did it from memory. Yeah. And then that's what we put out there, like, uh, Wicked Games. Yeah. Like, that song has another two verses in it. it like, the way we recorded it is... Which, by the way, is really awesome. I Thank listened you. to that, like, quite a lot. The Expendables I, I just did it. Quite a lot. Yeah, I saw. It's our biggest hit. It's our biggest hit, and yeah. it is just the wrong version of that. I think that's why we haven't gotten hit by. Well, that's why some people get hired for parts just because of their broken English. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're the broken English of every music we've tried to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the, um, the uh, just a real quick side thing. There was a the Manchester rap crew called Broken English, which I always thought was a real. Is that a bad name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that sick? That's anyway, but, good. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. They're broke and English. Yeah, yeah. They were really good. But, um, broke yeah, we, th- it's quite a similar thing to what Killbillies do with the songs. It's like, we'll take, uh, we, we'll take just the, the melody and like the chords and then make it our own. You yeah. Know? Yeah, we do that all the time. The, um, James, um, the banjo player in the band, there's some songs that he only knows from my version. So oh, he yeah. has never heard the yeah, original. We got those two. Working yeah, the Moonshiners. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that, but like it's cool when people hear it that way because like you're never gonna get the same thing twice. Like, no. If you saw me do three takes of that song tonight, I don't play the same thing three times, and that's mm. an original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's also like when we play live and stuff because we never, we don't really, pr- well, we we don't practice at all. We never practice in, in either band. We're but, rag, but we're yeah, flex, okay. But like we will like, <laughs> and there's no really, there's nobody, you know, we all kind of know what we're supposed to be playing, but there's no like somebody going, no, no, you can't play that. You got to play it this way. Yeah. So everybody kind of lends their own flavor from all their own different backgrounds. Like he's like punk and, you know, grunge and, and surf. And he's got that the lead guitar. You'll hear it when we're playing those songs live. And I, I got a little bit of that country, rockabilly, you know, that kind of shit. Well, James Brown did. James, well, oh, yeah. yeah. James Brown. <laughs> so all like, of that shit, your style when you're not, like, holding people back in the band from, you know, you got, yeah, we got jazz you vision. cats in the mix. Too. Yeah, yeah, the horn players are jazz yeah. guys. And, like, yeah. they'll put their flavor in. But it's all, that's how it's, like, a mixture of everything. What would you say Ryan's flavor is? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> God. Pink. Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pink Starburst. <laughs> that's just, the one nobody likes. That completely derailed my thought no, process. <laughs> we grew up on the same shit. He's in my Blink-182 tribute. Shout out Pop Possessors. Pop Possessors, um, yeah. But we he, we grew up loving uh, pop punk in some sense. He gets a little further into the pop punk than I do. But right. he, 
He's a romantic. He don't let him fool you. He's just a diehard romantic. He loves his he loves his love songs. Yeah, fair that, enough. That's that's Ryan Crouch. His flavor is rosé and weed. Ladies, it's <laughs> not <laughs> available. <laughs> no, he's rose having a kid. Yeah. He's having a kid. By Ryan Crouch. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I shot his gender reveal. Amazing. Well, yeah. congratulations, guys. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. 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 We're having a we're having a spread baby. It's. Yeah. We're having an STD baby, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Virginia's going to love that. There's so many people. We're having who... an STD baby by a hooker. That... <laughs> That's her last, her last name. name. Her last name is Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're going to fucking kill you when they see this. They're going to kill you. Well, uh, I'm just pulling That's out just going to be the one bit that we cut out. I'm going to use that for everything. No. <laughs> No, vagina kick stays in. The word of the week or the, the <laughs> yeah. advice for the week. I'm, I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna toggle between me not being nice about Jimmy Buffett. And that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back and forth. Everybody else's podcast all has Leave been like, on. "What's the advice of the week?" Like, don't quit. Just give it everything you got. And STD is just like. Uh, we just had an STD hooker. <laughs> baby. Stay in school. Don't STD pick up an baby instrument. hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, you... Uh, with with <laughs> Moonshiners, do you... <laughs> with Moonshiners... <laughs> oh, dear. This is funny. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. With Moonshiners, do you do you write music? We, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, cool. we occasionally do. We, like, we 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 live the music. It hasn't been written yet. Yeah, we but, got um, ideas, but no, we have a couple originals. But we also like, like he was saying earlier, is we we learn that the spread songs can easily be translated in a country, and they're whole new songs, and they're yeah. like. It like breathes a little bit of new life in them because we got three albums out with. So spread. that's that's yeah. our next project. It's in the talks. So, it's in the works. Is we've done. Coming Home Drunk album by Spread. So yeah. now we're going to do Coming Home Country. And we're going to translate ah. most of those songs that can be translated. Like in- Dub Side of the Moon, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But we're going to try to do that next. And then, like, you know, even while we're just jamming here for a second, the first time you get us in the studio, we're going to start making magic. Yeah. So. We actually yeah. have uh, scheduled for the very first time a writing session Ooh. coming up. That's with exciting. just the three of us, I think. Me, uh, Hunter. Oh, shit, I did that. I got to look that You up. did that. When we did that, that when we were a little drunk at the bar. But well, Hunter, that's how the songs get written. Hunter, Kevin, and myself <laughs> will be in the studio doing a little writing session coming up soon. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, but that's that's the thing, man. It's like you get caught up. So I mean, you're the busiest guy I know. Like when you get caught up in yeah, life. Yeah, dude. Gigging. Gigging life and you know, you're freshly sucks married. Gigging your creativity you know? and how much time you get to put into that. And so like sometimes at the end of a week when you've gigged four days, it's just like you just want to get home and do nothing but not even think about music. No, totally, man. It, 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 it can be a bit of a creative suck. We, when we went away um, on tour... That was the most creative the band's been for the longest time because we had like days, you know. Yeah, like actually. Yeah. And, and you're we, stuck your down days. That's yeah, what we last yeah. time we wrote. Last time we went up yeah. to Carolina and yeah. stuff. It's like a beautiful place to write. Yeah, we wrote like four songs, you know. And awesome. Now it's yeah. like finding the time to practice them to get them finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. It can be tough. But, um, you know, seeing as we're talking about um, Moonshiners songs and uh, spread the dub songs done in the style of Moonshiners, why don't we. Uh, have you guys play some tunes for us? Absolutely. We'd, We'd love, love to. to. Let's right. see if we can do a spin on it. Let's do it. One, two, one, two, three. Remember what I did last night? Did I get drunk and start a fight with you, babe? Did I take it there? Well, I'm sorry. It's not that I don't care. I stopped drinking, babe, for you. 
first I gotta find my other shoe Cause I'm stumbling all over your floor Well, I'm sorry, I won't be drinking no more Maybe one more before I go Roll time sick, don't you know Cause old habits made me die hard Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wreck your car Stop drinking, baby, for you But first I gotta find my other shoe Cause I'm stumbling all over your floor Well, I'm sorry, I won't be drinking no more Maybe one more before I go For old time's sake don't you know cause old habits Baby die hard Well I'm sorry I didn't mean to wreck your car Well I'm sorry I didn't mean to wreck your car Well I'm sorry didn't mean to wreck your You want me to stop being so rude You wanted me to close my mouth when I chew Wanted me to be a preppy Palm Beacher But we hang out at Lake Worth, period But I won't try to be No, I won't shed a tear Cause I won't miss you, babe I've got no time to be your man Wanted me to stop all this skanking You wanted me to stop eating bacon You wanted me to be a preppy Palm Beacher But we hang out at Lake Worth period Try to be No, I won't Shed a tear Cause I won't Miss you, baby I've got no Time to be Your man
don't like the clothes I wear Or the grease I put in my hair You wanted me to be a preppy Palm Beacher But we hang out at Lake Worth Pier, yeah. I won't try to be, no, I won't shed a tear. Cause I won't miss you, baby. I've got no time to be your man. Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music. We are a local music podcast that is completely designed to promote and um, shed light on local music. And if you would like to be a part of that, we're looking for sponsors. So um, you could have your ads in the episode and in all the show notes, and we'll, we will read you bespoke ads, or you can write your own ads yourselves. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us at 561 Music Podcast on the socials or www.561music.com. We'd love it if you got in touch. Thanks a lot. 561 Music is happy to announce our partnership with the third annual punk rock flea market to hit Fort Pierce. Starting at noon on December 2nd, don't miss the event that's packed with a variety of independent vendors, artists, unique small businesses, and awesome food and drink, all at a family-friendly event. Featuring music by Dial Drive, FWA, The Problem Addicts, Human Error, Colorblind Dinosaur and Constant Throw. Hosted at Tipsy Tiki, this local outdoor venue has undergone a makeover with the same owners as Fort Pierce Cider Works. Bands will blow you away with some great music on their newly renovated stage. So come out and support local music. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam, or baby foot as they call it in France. And uh, 
Yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. (laughs) All right, so we've just been listening to an ad for Live Music Community. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for you guys to give some advice for upcoming musicians. Are you sure you want us to give advice to upcoming musicians? Yeah, absolutely. We might not be the people to do that. (laughs) Well, we can tell you what not to do. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What does Spread the Dub do? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll tell you what not to do. Don't go with any booking agents. Yeah, don't do that. Do booking, it for yourself. You don't need booking agents. In this day of social media, and do it for yourself. They're leeches. DIY, it's coming back. You know, you know what? what? I, th- I feel like the DIY these days is, is alive and well. I believe yeah. so as well. I see it so much through our music scene, especially with you guys. You don't even need record labels anymore. There's yeah. so much support for the the live music scenes and stuff like that. And it's just like people are constantly being taken advantage of by people trying to leech off of other people's talents. But everybody's yeah. capable of doing it themselves. You know, self-promotion, yeah. self-booking. Yep. Um, and if, you know, people don't want to work with you because they want to work through an agent, like, screw that. And no, it's just like, I hear you. you know who's paying the agent at the end of the day? Not the venue. The it's band. you that's paying the agent. The band the or the, the solo day. artist. I mean, there's so many places yeah. in South Florida, especially if you're a musician in South Florida, there's so many spots that not only have live music, but yeah. like need live music that you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have any shortage. Uh, yeah, you don't need one. There's, there's people that we work with from time to time out of convenience, but you don't need one at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we just had so much bad experiences with booking agents. I mean, there's a few, there's a few that, you know, are are maybe working with bigger bands and stuff that we that we have worked with in the past that we really do actually like, but for the majority of like the the bar scene and and you know the smaller venues the, the people that are working down here that are just straight 
booking and not promoting at all and just taking a cut off the top of your pay, it's there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I can name them by names, but I mean, I mean, I've already burned the bridges anyway. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> we've we've worked at venues that you know gave us an amount, and we were Copper Blue. <laughs> yeah, Copper Blues was one. We well, used they to got play demolished, there. so we could talk shit. Yeah, shit. yeah, they're not there anymore. <laughs> but we, we, they we, didn't last, but look at us. We're still yeah, here. Yeah, we're still here. But anyways, it's like, don't let people take advantage of you. It's like, you are the talent. You yeah, are yeah. the person that's bringing the people. Like, connect with your community. Yeah. And by doing so, the reason you don't need talent agents and you don't need people working for you to put your name out there is because you need to be the one. Where's the camera? You need to be the one going to the shows. You need to be the ones sharing your bands, sharing your friends' bands, and going on your off nights and sticking around after you're done playing your set and watching everybody else. Yeah, you yeah. need to be the one supporting the scene because you are the scene. Yes. And if you want people to come after you, you need to be the one being the, you know, the spearheaded. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I talk on this a lot, and it's um, I was talking to someone about it um, yesterday who... Um, their, their son was like, oh, you know, I, I want to go um, to this other city because there's like a, a better scene and everything. Yeah. I'm like, the scene's what you make it. If there's yeah. a better scene there, it's because exactly. someone's there making it a better yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what? Every town that has been like the big hub in the music industry and stuff like that, it's because somebody made it that way. Yeah. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. You exactly. know, Nashville, you know, you know, L.A., all those places, somebody made it that way. Yeah. So who's to say the South Florida can't be that way? That, so like, that, that, I mean, that's just my creed. I live by that yeah. creed. Growing yeah. up, it's just like we're in the the, the you know the, the furthest part south of the longest state, and it's like nobody comes down here, nobody's tours down here. But I'm like, that's what makes you special in a way. Yeah. And it's like build your little scene, your little hub here. And I was yep. like, the power of the internet and things yeah. these days, you can get out to broader we're, cities and bigger. But like, mm -hmm. you got to do your part though. Yeah. If you want. To get the people, you have to be in the people. You got to be in the scene. You got to be in the shows. You got to be the one active in your community. Dude, that's some of the, that, you know, you were, why you couldn't think of any good advice. That's some of the best advice we've ever had on the show. I think Nailed that, it. That, yeah, that, that, that is true. And I, I love it. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate I mean, you bringing you, that up. You can't expect the scene unless you build it and be part of it. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's, that's always been our thing. And that's why, you know, like people have been like, oh, you know, we're, we, we're one of the household names. I, I haven't said that, but some people said it. But, like, we've been around here forever, and people know who we are, only because we haven't toured our asses off. Props to the people that are doing it. But, like, sometimes you have to build your base. And, yeah. like, I'm glad to be a household name here and nowhere else because, like, we've been in the scene. We're creating our own music festivals. We're having all these other bands that are starting up come out and play with us and for us. And, like, we're helping kids get their start and stuff, just like you have. And, like, we've... yeah. Can't say yeah, enough definitely. about what you guys do in the scene and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, the yeah. scene is what you make it. Exactly what yeah. you said. Yeah, hundred percent. I was writing a song about it this afternoon yeah. with Keith. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so exactly. It's, so it's it's exactly what you make it. It doesn't matter where you are. It yeah. is what you make of it. No doubt about it, man. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the songs you just played us? Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah old habits um die hard yeah old habits uh, that was a song written man years ago about a night in downtown west palm actually after a bradley's monday night reggae when we used to play bradley's okay um that's when it's not what you make of the town but the town makes of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah old habits yeah uh i did wreck a car in a parking garage that night yeah oh man um 
Most of our songs are true stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of things... Um, it's my favorite shows to watch on Netflix. Like, this was a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure the statute of limitations on yeah. some of these things. <laughs> we can talk about it on podcasts. But um, no, that was, uh, you know, most of it, it, it they're, they're songs, fantasy, but sprinkled with little truths. Yeah, you know? man. Um, so that was, that, that was one. That was about a night in West Palm after, after the bars. Uh, and yeah, same with like coming home drunk, coming home drunk was the same, same shit. It was, it, I got my nose broken at Bradley's at a Monday night reggae gig and oh, man. our drummer Bradley's had his, can get rowdy sometimes. It gets rowdy and you, you wouldn't think to, it. Yeah. yeah. Used to. Yeah. Used to. Now I've been it's a club in a couple scene. of fights in there. Weirdly. Our, our, oh, I remember yeah. jumping off the stage with my guitar battle axe and somebody one night they were starting yeah. to fight. Well, we don't fight here. And then here comes a guitar player like banging somebody over the head. I got yeah. headbutted by a Samoan. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, well. I was going to ask Good what, times. what kind of crazy things have happened to you at gigs, but this is it. This is the same yeah, crazy uh, Yeah, this is... Yeah, you know, we don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to all the albums on Spotify. Yeah, there's, there's all the stories Most that are in those there. albums. But don't lose your wallet in Vegas, kids, because you will get pepper sprayed to make 100 bucks to make it to your next tour stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah he lost his... He, he never gambled before. We Our first trip in Vegas, he goes to the roulette wheel with me and loses all of his money. You told me to bet on black and I won. I got so excited. I ran off $50 worth of chips, left my $300 in my wallet. Left his wallet on the table. It came back. It was gone. So he had nothing. And then he gambled the rest of his winnings away. So we had a gig that night at the dive bar in Vegas. uh, (laughs) We were on tour with the Bastard Sons. And one of them had uh, pepper spray on them at all times. Right. And I don't know if it was them or a patron. I don't know. I can't. Well, now I can't remember now that you said that. I can't but, see it, but. Um, <laughs> somebody bet him. He, he was telling his story to everybody, and somebody bet him $100 uh, to get pepper sprayed. And, you know, oh, you get man. pepper sprayed, we'll give you $100 to make it through another day on the road, you know? So uh, I quit touring. So <laughs> he does it. We got it on video. We might have to splice it into this podcast, but he, <laughs> we have it on video. He gets pepper sprayed. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do Justin's it. already on. It's, oh, it's yeah. coming it, in. It's in. Play the video, <laughs> Timmy. Um, yeah, let's go to the tape. <laughs> um, no, so he gets pepper sprayed. And uh, immediately they just dump water on them. And when they dump water on them, the pepper spray just – it. I don't know if you ever got pepper spray, but it, it no. just – it goes down your entire body. Oh, my God. And just starts burning everything instead oh of just God. your face. Well, they missed my face. So then I was cold and I was hot at the same time. Oh, that sounds awful. So he took the $100 and he went, yeah, like he went back to the roulette wheel. Floridian. He went back to the roulette wheel and lost it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never gonna go see Matt in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're place. on your own, dude. Bad place. The oh. best part was walking to the Bank of America the next day, and I was just like, "Can I get, can I get a new credit card?" Like, you have an idea? I'm like, no, it was in the wallet that got stolen. No, yeah, like, really. He's looking through slits. Well, can you at least open your eyes? I'm like, no. <laughs> like Vegas, huh? Can I not tell you the beginning of this story? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a good time. Like that was Vegas, a good time. huh? I love Vegas. I've had some crazy times. I had some gigs in Vegas. Sonny Boom 6 played with a band, and the singer was just super wild. And she was, um, she was like going around all the men and like straddling them while singing. She'd go, then it it was, I've never seen a front woman like her. Really? She was insane. You gotta look at Amal and the Sniffers. They're one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right. So um, the one thing I did want to talk to you about was your um, MXR carbon copy because um, yeah, I love gear. Yeah, yeah, let's take a look. All right, guys, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) 
All right, so Ben loves this delay of mine. So going into um, Spread the Dub Gear. Are we talking gear talk now? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So this is a delay of mine that I use. Um, so on my board with doing the Spread the Dub and like old school reggae stuff, it's like I very try to be really analog style. This has all the stuff you want from heavy delays to big womp womps that you want for like a dub sound. And then it has a really good mod mode that makes your sound so full. Yeah. One thing I've learned from playing with horn players and ska bands is that you really have to know where your position is right. with a seven-piece band. This makes me fill out a sound right. when they're there or they're not without stepping on any toes. This is my go-to delay pedal as far as how many have been created. I, this is my favorite. I've tried them all. This is the one that fills out the most space and sound. Yeah. Other than that, I keep my rig simple, uh, just some overdrives and a compressor. And a, a wah for simple, some... dude. Your pedal board looks like a control panel at NASA <laughs> after the Challenger launch. Like <laughs> after our your shit is crazy. Is that it's... the one that blew up, or was it Columbia? It took me years. <laughs> it took me years to get a compressor. I did. I only got one recently, but yeah. it's a game changer. They're really awesome. Yeah. So it's funny, like bringing up like how much goes into like a sound with a band like Spread, and then a band like The Shiners is like simplicity really stands out, but it's a really transferable rig because I'll use that same delay for like a slap back on country stuff. Right. And I'll also use a lot of tremolo and reverb in the amps to get that spaghetti western sound and my country sound that I yeah. also use in, you know, like my reggae sound because yeah. it wasn't my findings, but I'll have to give credit to Kevin Johnson. Right, yeah. To show me what bands like the Agrolites were and like dirty reggae sound. And that's where I really learned that like surf and dirty, grimy like rhythm has a place in reggae and stuff. And I yeah, think that all real. derived from like, you know, old school like special sound and stuff like that. And Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, it, that kind of country type of sound and, and then the reggae sound, it's all using the same gear essentially yeah. because that's what the gear was available then yeah. you know what I, mean? I don't know if you ever listen to westbound train they do a yeah. lot of that stuff too but yeah, like yeah. they use a lot of surfy stuff in it and th that's always been my my biggest influence probably nowadays like i grew up on the costa rock would have to be like a surfy sound like a spaghetti yeah. western yeah that's been my go-to i i've been doing that more and more when i played um recently with mick i kind of had that slap backy type tone yeah, yeah that's fun. kind of been where i'm at recently yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, cool, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that pedal. I didn't even want to get into super. You should get that pedal. If you like delays, world, get that pedal because it's awesome. Thank you, MXR, for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, right? Imagine how awesome well, that would be. You imagine how cool we'd be if we had a pedal sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what, yeah, what shows have you guys got coming up? Is there anything that we should... Uh... We got Key West. Oh, well, uh, Moonshiners were... Well, well go ahead. You can do Moonshiners. both. Okay. Well, first, we got Key West this weekend, so we're playing Green Parrot, Green Parrot for Thanksgiving West. weekend. Yes. If you ever wanted to be thankful for something, you'll be thankful you made out of Key West. Oh, my God. This Friday, weekend. Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> seven 90-minute sets over the weekend. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a marathon set, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's always packed. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, that's, man. Yeah, that's what we always say. That's our motto. <laughs> uh, we also... <laughs> <laughs> um, Moonshiner's next show is uh, January 6th um, I know Ben you really love that date that's your oh yes you know that's 
your holiday, right? Um, <laughs> we're playing January 6th at Irish Brigade in downtown Lake Worth uh, as the Moonshiners. So we'll have the full uh, four-piece set up. And nice. I think we play uh, 8 to eight to 11, something like that, or maybe 9 to 12. It's one of those. If you come around those times, we'll be playing. <laughs> we'll be there hanging out or we'll be there playing. Who knows? We, yeah, uh, we'll be at the bar. Other than that, though, December 2nd, there's a really big show coming up uh, with us at Matthew's Brewing Company with us and Young Cassidy, other, oh, other yeah. band you've had on here. Oh, my dude. And Billy Doom is Dead, another band you've had on here. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're playing the same times we play at Irish Brigade, it would be 9 to 12.30. Perfect. It's 9 to 12.30, then. <laughs> at Irish Brigade. We'll be there. Yeah, yeah. One we'll of my favorite there. venues, actually. I, I've been playing there a lot solo. So I yeah, do a lot yeah. of Thursdays there solo, and it's a lot of fun. I like that place. Yeah, yeah. Wicked. I We just um, got some shows there for next year. I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, it yeah. should be fun. Um, yeah, any other gigs we want to shout out? Again, that... December 2nd at Matthews Brewery. Uh, we're booing Friday, and then Saturday, there's a whole ton of bands playing on Saturday yeah, on so... December 3rd. Uh, and then we, um, Killbillies is playing. Um, oh, oh, you got anything else? No, it's, you're talking about December 9th, my guy. December 9th. December 2nd. <laughs> December 2nd. <laughs> Is uh, we're playing Peanut Island on a yeah, barge. Yeah, December second, we're not going to be at the brewery. We're going to be on an island. December ninth, we're going to be playing brewery. at Matthews Brewery yes. with uh, Billy Doom is Dead yes. and Young Cassidy yep. bands that have been on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, on the tenth, there'll be another set of great bands playing a full day of it. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, yeah. And so, what's Killbillies got going on? So Killbillies has. O'Shea's on Friday. We're there from nine to one. Oh, and then um, Paddy Max from nine to midnight um, this weekend. So Friday O'Shea's. Um, Friday's just me and James. So if you want to come and see me and James holding it down as a duo, uh, O'Shea's from nine to one on uh, on Friday. Uh, yeah, you should do. Come and hang out with us. West Palm Beach always a good time. And then, always. Yeah. I lived downtown for ten years. That was a great time. Too good a time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and then uh, Saturday uh, the 25th, we're, we're at Paddy Max, which is like our kind of, it, you know, it's one of our homes away from home. We've been playing there forever, and we always have a good time at Paddy Max. Um, yeah, so that's really it. You know, um, we're, the, the podcast is online. You can just, uh, you know, www.561music.com. All the socials are 561 Music Podcast. And... Uh, yeah, just like if you want to stream it, you can stream it anywhere. You know, you can if you're watching it, you're watching us right now on YouTube. Please um, support the podcast, like and subscribe, um, and uh, and stay in touch. And uh, yeah, if you want to know anything about the local music scene, you can usually find it out here. We have a different band on every week, and uh, and if you watched it all the way through to this point, thank you very much. That's that's awesome. Um, come back, see us again soon. And uh, thanks, guys, much appreciated. Thank you for having it's us. It's always man. a pleasure, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I Absolutely. love working with you. It's good. Always a blast. Peace out.